0: On today's Film & Whiskey, we dive right into summer with three cocktails that feature sparkling water. We also give a full review to Country Smooth Bourbon and Sippany ready-to-drink beverages. That's all ahead on Film & Whiskey. everybody. Welcome into the podcast. We are back with another special bonus episode. Bonus episode. Today we're bringing back our how to cocktail series. This is Brad. This might be my favorite little series that we do, and it's probably the one that we've gotten the best feedback from our listeners as well. I think people, especially during the pandemic, they just wanted to learn how to mix their own damn drinks. They know they couldn't go out to the bar. And I've really, really enjoyed breaking down some of these super basic whiskey cocktails. Who you calling basic, Bob? You're basic. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, man, I'm going to get my basic person on today because we are going to be drinking the whiskey equivalent of White Claws today, and I I cannot (laughs) wait, my friend. But before we get to all that, we're going to be talking today about whiskey cocktails that use sparkling beverages in them. So, no, we're not talking about making yourself a whiskey ginger or a seven and seven. Like we can we can all do that. But we're going to be talking about whiskey drinks in particular that use seltzer water or club soda or tonic water, those kind of things. Because, you know, when it's hot outside in the middle of July, you want something that you can just sip on for a while that you can let an ice cube melt into. You're not going to take an old fashioned out into the pool with you. And so, like, this is kind of the perfect thing to be drinking for a summer day. Dude, down here in Delaware, we
1: uh, have like you can walk around town with drinks and they just expanded it. And in like a week or two, you're going to be allowed to walk around not just with beer and wine, but liquor as well. Boom. So uh, come to downtown Delaware and you can walk
0: around on a hot summer day with an old fashioned. (laughs) There it is. In your hands. (laughs) Oh, man. So one thing that I. I think we should clear up right away, Brad, is this idea of like, what sparkling beverage do I need to be using? Because I don't know about you, but if you've ever gone to the grocery store and you've looked at kind of the like LaCroix aisle where they have stuff like seltzer and club soda and tonic water, it's really hard to know the difference between those sometimes. And then, you know, you look at a recipe for something like a gin and tonic, you know, you got to use tonic water, but Why can't you use seltzer? Like, what is the difference between those things? And I think it's worth talking about just really briefly, like, what are the differences between those those varieties of, you know, sparkling waters? Well,
1: more importantly than that, I need uh, before we really get started on this episode, I need to get it on the record. Sparkling water is crap. (laughs) <laughs> like look which is, which is crap. why we're dumping whiskey on it white claws crap like all of those things are garbage beverages and i think they're disgusting hmm. so just just let that be known boom that has always been my opinion on those types of
0: things <laughs> well i'm glad we got your opinion on record brad now damn it break down these four different <laughs> kinds of sparkling water for us Yeah,
1: so you got some club soda, um, which is artificially infused with carbon and mineral salts. Um, Seltzer is kind of the same, but it doesn't really have any extra minerals in it. Um, So, yeah, they're pretty much the same. When you get into sparkling mineral water, it's literally just naturally carbonated water from a spring or well. Uh, And then tonic water is carbonated, but it contains quinine and added sugar. So it actually has calories. So yeah, if you're looking, it, if you're looking to watch your figure,
0: stay away from that. There, tonic. That water. tonic water. Yeah, I actually reached out to our friend Scott Sauer at the Crafted Cocktail Company again just to kind of make sure that I understood the differences here. Because even when you break down, okay, one has a little bit of sugar and quinine. One has you know minerals added. They seem pretty interchangeable. But I'm sure that there are some bartenders out there like clutching their pearls when I say that. So I asked Scott, like, are these <laughs> actually? Are these actually interchangeable pearls, Bob? Yeah, man, it's a hipster bartender. They wear (laughs) pearls, you know, for for all of those 90 year old female bartenders. (laughs) They wear them ironically, Brad. (laughs) Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So I asked Scott and he basically said, look, the big difference is in the amount of carbon and salt. Sparkling spring water has natural minerals in it, but it usually doesn't have as much fizz. So it breaks down really quickly. You dump a bunch of ice into that. It's not going to stay fizzy for very long. Seltzers don't have added salt, like we said. Soda usually does. He says they are kind of relatively interchangeable, but the key thing to keep in mind is that temperature matters a lot. So when you're building a drink that has sparkling whatever in it, tonic or club soda, try to chill down your liquor beforehand because it really helps keep the beverage cold and it helps keep it from diluting too much and getting rid of those bubbles. Now, Scott, being the genius that he is, he says that he actually prefers to just use a like a CO2 infuser and just charge the whole drink. So he builds the drink first and then injects carbon into the whole thing. And that gives him the best bubbles. But for those of us who are normal people who don't have those kind of machines in our homes, uh, just try to chill down your liquor beforehand. And the liquor that we are going to be using today in our mixed drinks
1: is country smooth, which just that just has such a nice
0: summery feel to it. Like just by the name. It's just country smooth, Bob. Yeah, so Country Smooth is a relatively new company. They tout themselves as being the first producer in the USA that has a female founder and CEO, which is awesome. Uh, I first of all, Brad, really beautiful packaging here. Really tall, slender bottle. I like it a lot. This is called their small batch straight bourbon whiskey. It's aged for at least two years. This is sourced whiskey, so it's coming likely from MGP because it says Lawrenceburg, Indiana. It's bottled in Tennessee, and they try to give it that kind of like you know down south country vibe with the packaging as well. This only clocks in at 86 proof. So it's really mild, really low proof. Brad, I think we should give it a, a brief review before we jump into using it in our cocktails. So we've both had it poured out in front of us here. What do you think of this? Bob, it honestly has a nice, smooth kind of nose, um,
1: which is good because apparently that's the the type of whiskey they were going for with the naming. Um, but if I'm being honest, it smells a little bit young. Yeah. Like that was the first thing that stood out to me is that I honestly, if Bob, if we ever start a distillery someday and we put out a whiskey that's only aged for two years, please tell me that we won't write aged at least two years. Cause like, we all know that that means like two years and like two seconds. (laughs) So like just, just say it.
0: It's a two year whiskey. That's Okay. Well, that's not necessarily true, because like if if let's say they got this from MGP and they got 100 barrels and 99 of them were two years and one of them was 12 years legally, you have to label it as the youngest thing in the blend of whiskey. So like, you know, this this could be well over two years, but as, if it has two year whiskey in it, you have to say it's two years old. Yeah. Fun fact. Fun. I mean, it, you know, maybe it's, it's it's a two year whiskey, It's a two year whiskey. Yeah, this <laughs> definitely does smell young on the nose. And, you know, Brad and I'd say that a lot. And it's one of those things where I, I think you just have to try some younger whiskeys to know what we're talking about. But there's a very distinct under almost like under ripe, but like under matured grain smell to a young whiskey not a lot of developed bourbon notes here it's not super sweet on the nose you don't have a lot of caramel or vanilla on the nose and then when you get into the taste brad i was really surprised by this because i actually found it very kind of saline heavy and quite malty it was really oily though it wasn't thin which i really liked for an 86 proof i thought it'd be super thin um but it's a very young tasting bourbon that leans salty instead of sweet. And I was not expecting that.
1: Yeah, I, I actually kind of liked that about it, that they didn't just try to go for the typical like overly sweet two-year whiskey that is too grainy to really enjoy the sweetness. I think that that malty grain feel to it hits just right with the salt. Now, is this my favorite whiskey in the world? No, I, I think it's just okay. But uh, for a mixer... I honestly am like super yeah. pumped to throw this in with some club
0: sparkling soda tonic water. <laughs> That's what we should have done is just mixed all four of those together. <laughs> yeah. Club sparkling soda tonic. It's our it's our infinity bottle for, <laughs> for, for, for sparkling water. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Brad. I thought that the finish on this was actually the nicest thing about it. It was very mild, very gentle. I think it's going to make a fantastic mixer. So let's go ahead and jump into building some seltzer or club soda based cocktails here. And the first one, when you're talking about whiskey and you're talking about sparkling beverage is a highball. Now, you guys may have heard of the term a highball glass. It's, you know, the really tall, slender glass that you put a drink that needs a lot of ice into. And it's called a highball because there's a cocktail that goes perfectly in that kind of glass. The highball was actually named the highball way back in the 19th century, it came out of Manhattan uh, and from there it just kind of like took off. It became loosely kind of applied to any drink that had whiskey that was watered down in any way. So, uh, you know, it could be just whiskey that's watered down with plain water became known as a highball. But the classic drink actually involves club soda. So honestly, Brad, here's how you build a highball. You ready? It's, I mean, it's really challenging. Hold you on. Let,
1: your... let me sit back. Uh, I need <laughs> I need to be
0: secure for this. You take your highball glass. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Two ounces of whiskey. Fill the glass with ice, and then you top it off with about four ounces of club soda, and that is it. It's literally whiskey and club soda. Now, again, oh, and, if, if you and, and really and ice, you, you and said ice. ice, Bob, and ice. Now, if you really prefer, you know, the flavor of tonic water, like sure, go for that. Classic highball, club soda. Brad, if I'm being honest with you. I don't know that I would gravitate towards the highball because, you know, it has the nice kind of bubbliness to it, but it's it's basically just watering down a whiskey without really adding any flavor components to it. This is quite literally the LaCroix of whiskeys.
1: Yeah, Bob, my introduction to the highball um, and not the classic highball, as we've just been talking about, was at my brother in law's bachelor party. We were at the bar, and it was probably like our third bar, and the bartenders, I just really enjoyed them at this bar. We were talking and chilling, and they were really cool, and at one point, they came over and were like, hey, here's a whiskey and water that, you know, somebody didn't want. Do you want Do you want to drink it? Like, it was undranken, and I was wait, like,
0: wait, wait, wait. sure, <laughs> you, wait, free hold whiskey. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Repeat that word. Undranken? Undranken. Undrunk? I don't know. What would you say? Undrunk? I guess I would say undrunk. All I know is undranken is definitely not. Definitely not a word. It's like the anti-Drake rapper. (laughs) Undranken. Undranken. So so she
1: brought it over and I started drinking it and was like, by God, why would anyone (laughs) order this? It is one of the most disgusting things ever. Now, granted, it was literally just whiskey and water. So I'm sure that a little bit of, you know, fizz and and spark would would, you know, make kick it up a
0: notch. But I'm I'm not interested, Bob. What's next? Yeah. So if you want to kick it up a notch, I mean, the obvious thing to do would be to add some sort of flavor component to this. And so the next thing you could try is what's called a bourbon Ricky. Now, we're not talking Ricky like it was some guy, you know, named Rick that made this like 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 Ricky Bobby. Although the funny thing is the person that made this, his last name actually was Ricky R.I.C.K.E.Y. And Ah. it really started out as a gin based drink. And then, you know, people switched to different liquors instead. The bourbon Ricky, super, super easy to build. Highball glass, two ounces of bourbon. And then you just cut a lime in half, squeeze half of a lime into the glass. Like you just want the juice of half of a lime. And then you add ice and you top it with sparkling water or soda. Now, this is again, this is not a sweetened beverage. So you're definitely going to have more of a like a, a sour, heavily citrus note on this. But Brad, I think I actually would really dig this because I don't like overly sweet beverages. And I think if you're just like looking for something that can dilute nicely and still have some flavor to it, this might be the way to go. If, if a regular highball doesn't sound like your thing. So this is
1: pretty much like the Corona of the highball world. <laughs> you just throw a lime in it, put your thumb on it, turn it over, yeah, shake exactly. it around a little bit. And you're good to go.
0: <laughs> Bob, I'm unimpressed so far. What's next? Oh, God. Brad, come on. These are classics. <laughs> that, no, the funny thing I is, mean... though, I'm I'm actually with you. But I think it really does give you a good picture of, like, how cocktails have evolved over time. Because, you know, like, I'm sure when they invented the highball, somebody was like, who would have thought? Whoever could have thought to put these two ingredients together? Blowing I, my
1: mind. I just... I just see the old commercials with the two, like, drawings of old, like, 1920s boxers. Oh, say, yeah.
0: Genius. Brilliant. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you want to do a step up from that, what you're going to want to build is called the Whiskey Fizz. Now, I have come to find out, again, I am not a bartender, a fizz is actually one of, like, six basic categories of cocktails. And so the Whiskey Fizz is one of the most basic of that category. What you're going to want to do is in the glassware of your choice, I would probably recommend a highball glass again. You want to do like one and a half to two ounces of your bourbon. So we're going to take our country smooth. We're going to add about two ounces of that. And then we're finally going to introduce some sweetness into this. We're going to do an ounce of simple syrup. Now, we've talked about simple syrup a lot on this show. Literally, you just want to do equal parts sugar to water, heat the water enough to dissolve the sugar in it, and then let it cool down on your countertop and you've got simple sugar. That's all it is. Or if you really want to kick it up a notch, do the exact same thing, but with honey. Mm. Mm, I do like a good honey syrup. Uh, So two ounces of bourbon, one ounce of your simple, and then like three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice. Okay, so we're going to do like almost equal simple syrup and lemon juice. And then you're going to just top that with ice and with club soda. So what you're essentially making is a whiskey sour that you are then adding the fizz to, which, as we know. Brad and I, like, I don't think that there is a cocktail on earth that is more immediately satisfying than the whiskey sour. Dude, I still to this day probably have a whiskey
1: sour at least twice a month in my house. Mm -hmm. Like, it is such a satisfying beverage. It's velvety and smooth. And honestly, if I was going to go sit on my front porch on a hot summer day with a whiskey sour, I think I
0: would add a little bit of club soda to it. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Now, again, the fizz is a very basic cocktail category. You can make, you know, endless variations on this. If you were to swap out the whiskey and add gin instead, you'd have what's called a Tom Collins. But this is not a gin podcast. So we're going to skip over that. Yeah, but a few gin. But even then you have like a category of drinks called the Collins. And so. If you were to take what we just made, this whiskey fizz, and just add a couple dashes of bitters to it before you topped it with your club soda, then you'd have what's called a whiskey Collins, which I also think is a great idea. You know, a whiskey sour is great, but a couple dashes of bitters really does add just a layer of more complexity to it. So that might be another option you want to try. I mean, honestly, dude, just make an old fashioned
1: and throw a little bit of club soda on it. Yeah,
0: Like, I'll bet you that would be delicious. Well, a lot of people do make old fashions that way because it helps dissolve that sugar cube better. So, I mean, that's an option as well. If you really want to do like an, a more adventurous take on the fizz, then I would suggest trying what we did with our whiskey sours and use an egg white. Now, people swear by this in their whiskey fizz. Like you make a whiskey sour, you add the egg white. As you know, you shake it vigorously, strain it out so you get that nice foam, and then you top it with club soda. And what you essentially have is like this creamy Like it's the consistency almost of like a root beer float. You've got like the creamy component to it with the egg white and you still have the fizz to go with it.
1: Yeah. Like I said, it's starting to get muggy out Mm -hmm. like that hot summer humidity. And I'm not going to lie. I could go sit out on the porch and throw down a whiskey fizz (laughs) like
0: nobody's business. Yeah, me too. And that's why I think we're trying to give people like multiple ideas for the cocktail here. Now, again, like, am I going to go out and make a highball? Probably not. I want a little bit more flavor, a little bit more complexity to it. But a Whiskey Collins or a Whiskey Fizz that has that egg white in it, I can tell you 100 percent I'm going to be trying that this summer. Or honestly, Bob, there's this really awesome opportunity. If you don't want to, like,
1: make all of that on your own, if you want to be lazy, like I often am. There is a
0: new product on the market called Syphony. Yes, and, and... Brad, let, let's be honest here. So we're looking at these products, and and they are canned; they're ready to drink beverages. So they're in the vein of a White Claw. You know, I know that I've talked about this drink called the Long Drink on this podcast before. It's a whiskey-based drink, uh, but we have received no pronunciation guide. So I'm going to spell this out. It's S I P O N E Y, Ca- capital O. Capital O, yeah, the O is the biggest thing. So I'm like, oh, is it siponi? Is it sip oney? Like, what What are we? It's like in that movie, that thing you do where they try yes. to be clever and people call them the oneaters <laughs> instead of the wonders. Yes. So I think Brad and I are deciding that it's supposed to sound like sip honey because there's honey in it. So it's sippony because it also sounds like symphony, like it's a symphony in your mouth. So yeah. we're going with sippony, right? Yep, that that's it, man. Sippany. Sippony. Sip, sip, <laughs> so anyway, we have received these samples of this product called Sippany, which again, it's a ready-to-drink canned beverage. There's two varieties. One is called the Sippany Royale. In you know, a la Royale does it, with does cheese. Does it come with does right. it come with cheese on it? <laughs> Royale with cheese. So this one is rye whiskey with honey, lemon, and sparkling water. It is essentially, for being honest here, It's a whiskey fizz. It really is. So it's basically, you know, it's made with honey instead of simple syrup, but it's the same thing. And then what they've done is they've created a second variety, which is called the Sippany Cafe, which is exactly the same thing. Rye whiskey with honey, lemon juice, sparkling water, but they add cold brew coffee into it. And that Mm. one I am like really pumped to try. Uh, There's a local coffee shop where Brad and I went to college that used to do this in the summer. They would do espresso and lemonade mixed together. And I was always like, I can't tell if that sounds gross. I can't tell if that sounds awesome. And I never got the like the courage to try it. So now I'm kind of like living vicariously through that, uh, through <laughs> Sippany. So, Brad, we're going to pop these open. We're going to try the Royale. We're going to try the cafe. I'm going to open this bad boy so we can capture the sound of the uh, the can opening here. Oh, yeah. Ooh, oh, there it yeah. is. Oh, she's Bob. Oh, Bob. a fizzin'.
1: Hey, Bob, can I tell you a secret? Yeah. I... I drank all four of these because
0: (laughs) we got two two,
1: men, by the way, and and they were eminently drinkable. And I blasted through these four without even thinking about it. Like we get free whiskey sent to us all the time. And I always like am very careful to save it for the episode we're drinking it on. But these ones, I was just like, oh, it's in a can. So I'm just going to drink it because it's so stinking tasty.
0: So, uh, Yeah. Listen, uh, my my initial reaction to this was just, oh, because I tried this Royale and it is oh, it's fantastic. Dude, I mean, it's, it's everything bonkers, that, that you like about White Claw, but it's made out of whiskey and the lemon. It's like it's just a perfectly refreshing drink. And again, Brad, you know, since COVID started and we have like our home setups, I am recording in an unventilated closet right now. It is hot as hell in here. I'm sweating through all of my clothing. I I just downed half this can at once. This thing is incredible. Yeah, I, I think that if I had one tiny
1: drawback, I wish that there was a little bit more of a honey flavor. Mm-hmm. Like I Like, I don't feel like I'm getting enough of the honey sweetness in there, but dude, this stuff is just off the charts delicious. And I think that what really makes it work is the fact that they use a rye whiskey. Yes. Um, there's a little bit of that spiciness there. <laughs> did you just open your second one? Yeah, because I got to try it. <laughs> there's a there's just a little bit of that rye spiciness that mixes with the club soda and the, the lemon flavor. That's just, it's, it's phenomenal. All
0: right, Brad, I'm going to try this cafe. What did you think of
1: this one? You know, I feel like you have to be in the right mood for it. I did not care for the coffee flavor mixed in um, as well. Mm. And I think maybe if I had had that on its own without ever having had the Royale with cheese, I, it would have been better. But the the, co- the cold brew coffee just took a little away from it, which was like uberly disappointing because I was really pumped for that.
0: See, I actually really like this a lot, Brad, um, because it, it doesn't have a super strong coffee flavor. But it's it's just there enough that it kind of reminds you of like, you know, like when you eat tiramisu or something like it, it just has that like little wisp of that almost chocolatey, dark espresso taste to it. And it really works well with the lemon. I will say, like, if you handed me this and I was like outside of the pool and I didn't read the label, I'd be really surprised and kind of like, what is this? But knowing that it's a cold brew coffee. I actually found this way more refreshing, and I thought it balanced out way better than I was expecting. And again, if you're just going for like, I can pound eight of these at a barbecue, I say go with the Royale. But if you want something that's like just a little more complex, something that you could sip on for, you know, 20 minutes as opposed to 10 minutes, I actually really, really like this cafe. Dude, if you're at a barbecue, you can have a Royale with cheeseburger. Hey, there it is. Ah. <laughs> so I will say this. Uh, like like Brad said, we get a lot of products sent to us. This is a unique product. It is carving out uh, you know, a corner of this ready-to-drink sparkling market uh, that whiskey is just not doing a very good job at cornering. I know Jim Beam is just starting to come out with products like this now. I actually would say... If you have the choice between like the Jim Beam products and this support Sippany like this is like they're a small operation. They're out of New York City. Everything they do, every can they sell goes back to beekeepers and trying to save honeybees. Like it's a really cool give back program that they had. And aside from that, it's just absolutely delicious product. Now, like they have not paid us to say any of this. We told them we were going to give them a fair and honest review. Brad, I would give this a wholehearted recommendation.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I might have come off a little harsh on the cafe, but if I'm giving the Royale like a nine and a half out of ten, I'm giving the cafe like an eight to an eight and a half out of ten. Yeah, like th- they're both incredibly delicious, and if you're looking for something to just like spice up your average summer afternoon on the porch, grab some Sipony if it's pronounced that way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so once again, we're calling it Sippany. It's spelled S-I-P-O-N-E-Y. You can find out more about them at Sippany.com. Pick some up at a local store near you. We want to say thank you to the Sippany company. We want to say thank you to Country Smooth for sending the whiskey that built these cocktails today. Go out and try some of these cocktails. They're really easy to make. We hope this has been informative. We'll be back on Monday with another regularly scheduled episode. But until then, I'm Bob Book. I'm Brad G. And we'll see you next time.